Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back in to Blowing Up with me, your host. I'm Dwight Simmons. Uh, can I say thank you? Can I say thank you for listening? Can I say I have eternal gratitude to you? Thank you for reaching out, for listening, to subscribing, and all that jazz. This is a new podcast. We're finding our footing. We're getting started. But you have been tremendous with your support. I'm having fun talking to my friends about creativity and stand-up and hustle and mental hurdles, and it's good, and I'm glad that you guys are appreciative. Uh, Today on the podcast, we have my good friend, Valerie Tassi. Valerie is a Second City-trained actor living in LA. She writes, she's a voiceover artist and stand-up comedian. She is the epitome of blowing up. She made her late-night debut on Conan before the world shut down. It's an absolutely hilarious set. you got to check it out. Uh, I don't know. She does everything. She's done ad campaigns for Google Home. All those Google Home commercials, that's her. The Google Home Mini. You listen to Valerie. Just recently, her debut album, Beach Trash, went number one on iTunes, which we talk about quite a bit in this episode. Uh, she's a delightful person. We talked pinball. She recorded Beach Trash at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, my home club. So um, you know it's fire. You know it's dope. It's a great album. You should go listen to it. Uh, I have some dates coming up. I'll be in Little Rock next week. That's February 14th through the 17th. I'm there all week in Little Rock. So if you do not hear from me next Friday, uh, send help to Arkansas. Uh, I got a live taping at Zany's. That's exciting. February 23rd. Going to be on TV, y'all, in some format. Very excited about that. And then February 25th and 26th, I'm back home in Indianapolis at Helium Comedy Club. Upstairs, the upstairs room. Uh, That will be... A funky good time. And then March 3rd, I'm bringing Brewtube Comedy to Chicago. Shy City Stand Up. Buy some tickets. We're at On Tour Brewing. It's going to be a funky good time. Buy some tickets if you're vaccinated and boosted and feel safe. And I don't know. Get on it. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and for supporting the podcast. Please, please, please enjoy my chat with Valerie Tassi. How's it feel to be a number one recording artist? I mean, number for one, like, a, for yeah. like, I think it was like, I was number one, then like for a day, then not the number one again for a day and then not. And it's just like, it's so weird the way that it like, <laughs> I don't even know, but I'm like, get out of the way, Bo Burnham. Jesus I Christ, know. this album came out like six months ago. <laughs> Oh, what did you do the thing at uh, midnight where you just waited and hit refresh on the charts? Of course I did. Totally. Crazy. Because I was just like, I want to know. I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. I couldn't possibly go to sleep. I I was the same way. I was like, please, 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 please. I know. It's It's so dumb because like from what the label told me, it's, it's, and this is, you know, industry secret. It's really not that hard to like get it to number one when it first comes out yeah but like the normies don't know that so it feels like very big clout (laughs) exactly you want to put that 
it just drives more traffic to it. It's so stupid, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's dumb. so dumb. It's dumb. That's how we condition our minds, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we just jumped right in. I just started recording. So cool. Yeah, uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. you know, uh, if you hear screaming, it's my uh, thousand-year-old cat. If you can see him, you see him in the in the back. I thought that was a just, statue. No, he's just a fucking creep. <laughs> I I tell everybody like. <laughs> Because he's he's literally 18. He's so old. And he wanders around the apartment now, like screaming because I think his hearing is gone. And he's and he sounds like a grandpa that went for a walk and forgot where he lived. You know, yes. what I mean? where I'm just like, <laughs> you need me to call somebody for you and pick you up. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, we have a elder chihuahua. He's 15. Oh, my man just walks in circles sometimes. He's like, I, I swear to God, I came in this room for something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he'll just sit in a corner and meow into the corner. And I'm like, do you see a ghost? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Let uh, me know. Help me uh, out. Yeah, right? I'm like, oh, man. But yeah, so he'll he'll make it another appearance, I'm sure, because he does not like to be neglected for more than 45 minutes. That's hilarious. <laughs> the, you're in LA, right? So you know what? Mm -hmm. The sun is shining in the background. Yeah. I'm here in Indiana in a, in a snowstorm. It's been snowing for 14 hours straight. You're like, Just I'm here in of... Indiana where I have to have fake leaves behind me. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> look, <laughs> this is my version of a green screen. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in LA? So long. Uh, yeah. this, year, this year will be 14 years. Oh, God damn. I know. Is damn. that crazy? That is insane. Is that where you started? Yeah, like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say I don't know how people start on the coasts. Is it just like, I'm going to go up at this three-minute bucket open mic one night? It's or? such a nightmare because you can't, like, and I, everybody, I don't know, because everybody's in such a rush to move out here, like, once they've kind of, like, hit the ceiling in their local markets. But, like, I wish so badly I had started when I was back in Boston because, the problem without here is like you get seen way too early. So, and like, yeah. that's the first impression that people have of you. And it's so hard to like, kind of climb out of that. Right. And when I started, it was because I took a class and I literally had no desire to do stand up. People had been telling me for a long time, they thought I would be good at it, but I was always just doing improv and sketch. And then I kind of just fell into a rut with like acting stuff. And I was like, well, what can I do to like do something? So I took this random class and then I, I was like, oh, fuck this is what I'm supposed to do like oh that's yeah. hilarious did you did you take the class in LA or you took it in Boston mm -hmm. yeah is that yeah. why you moved to from Boston to LA yeah I moved to LA when I was 23 uh okay. with like literally no plan the only the plan I had was uh I had heard that Tina Fey had, was through Second City and I knew that there was a Second City in LA and I was like great and so I like signed up for a class <laughs> I left like drove cross country, got to LA on a Monday and started class that Friday. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Crazy. Moves quick. That's the way to do it though. Right. Yeah. $750 in my bank account when I left, <laughs> like I fucking fool. It was oh mostly my... gone by the time I got here. I slept yeah. on my clothes for like weeks. Cause I didn't have any oh furniture. My God, that is beautiful. Where yeah. did you move? Like what part of the city did you move? First apartment was with my best friend who was also living out here and uh, we were in Burbank and our apartment was like, it was pretty cheap at the time. I think it was like, 
1100 a month for a two bedroom, which is like, even like now you hear that and you're like, that must be so nice. Yeah. But, uh, you remember this is almost 14 years ago, but we, yeah, we shared an apartment in Burbank and it was like, it was the corner unit and there was like no windows. It was so dark all the time. We used to call it the cave. It was awful. <laughs> oh my God. I want to dive into that. I want yeah. to dive into this, uh, like this, it is <laughs> like, cause I lived in New York in, in an apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, two bedrooms, but I live. I shared the basement with another guy, and oh, then we God. had a guy living in the living room. There's five people. The shit we do. I know. What? Why? They're like, well, it ain't always gonna be like this. So, I mean, sometimes it is always like this. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got a studio set up in your closet now, so you're doing great. Oh, thanks, Target, for that seventy-five dollar desk. Hell yeah. <laughs> How how often are you working voiceover or acting like in the last two years with COVID? God, like, I mean, acting wise, like pretty much I didn't work at all really during COVID. Like there was just, everything was shut down, you know, right. like there, there was a few, like I auditioned for stuff that like they were having people film at home, but it was primarily people that were in, um, they would try to utilize people that were in families because they couldn't pair you up with like, people outside of your house. Right. So like I, you know, in terms of commercial stuff. And so I didn't really work like during the height of COVID like at all. And I did voiceover stuff because that I could do remotely, but even that I didn't do a ton because at the time I was living in my old building and it was just, it was an old building and the walls are really thin. You could hear everything. Yeah. And the, the, my neighbor that lived like two floors below me played saxophone. Oh all God. the goddamn time. I mean, all hours of the night, <laughs> no rhyme or reason, no schedule. So, and it never failed. Like every time I would go in there to record an audition, he would start playing. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to throw myself into a volcano. Like I can't. Yeah. It's such a weird instrument in the first place to like, like, just have. Couldn't handle it. Like could not handle it. Like, Oh God. Yeah. It was so mad. Oh, in that's fact, a nightmare. In fact, when I told him, cause I ran into him in the hallway one day and I was like, Hey, like, can I get, can I grab your number just to text you? Like if I need just quiet, just to record something for like 45 minutes, you know? Right. And so when we did that, he, t he texted me his, uh, his info. And then literally like an hour later, he sends me the website to his fucking dumb, like music shit. And I was like, <laughs> bro, I hear enough of it. You think that I'm going to listen to this on my downtime get away from me. <laughs> like, like download my band's, uh, SoundCloud. Did you guys check out my band's MySpace? <laughs> like I'm going to, what? No. Uh, dudes are the fucking worst. He's like, he was like, so he was a very old white dude. So it was a surprise oh, okay. to no one. Uh, no, yeah. just, you know, no, no social cues. <laughs> yeah. You should have saw that one coming. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. What you said about like, they're looking for families. I do uh, commercial auditions for my agency here. And it's, it's just like a Midwest thing where COVID didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it was fake. So I probably stupidly went on a, a commercial that I got in Louisville and my makeup artist was an insane woman oh, who no. like has a, a pencil on my eye talking about uh how it's a hoax and the doctors and I was like I I want to say no. something but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the L on this one and keep both my eyeballs full oh, my conspiracy God. theorist and I think I, it's like I'm 
I'm gonna stay on the shelf <laughs> until this COVID shit's over. The, yeah, like that's how I felt about shows. Like I like whenever I would see people doing shows before the vaccine came out, I was just like, what are you doing? Cause like yeah. my thing was is I was like, look, if if that is your only form of income and you truly have no other choice, then like who am I, who am I to sit there and judge you to try to put food on your table? Right. But when I, it wasn't really those, it was like all the like mega people that yeah. I was like, I don't think Dave Chappelle needs the money right now. <laughs> like stay all, you right. know what I mean? Like, like stuff like that, where I was just like, oh my God, or yeah. anybody, there was tons of Rogan, like all of them were going on the road. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But, um, see like open mics is like, what? No one needs this. No one. I know. Pe- I know several people that started during COVID, and I'm like, I, what the fuck? Oh is my god! I don't. I was just talking to someone about this. Like, I don't know how one someone starts on the coast, which you did, or someone starts during COVID. Like, why is this the thing that you have decided to do with your life? I is know. it just like a bucket list item? I don't it's know. Like, did you? Is it fine? I, my guess is it's because they finally had the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like you, there wasn't shit else to do, but like, just so like, I only did, I did try to do, I tried to do my first outdoor show in October of 2020 because I was like, all right, things are like, we're on our way. The vaccine's almost here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try an outdoor show. Cause they told yeah. me it was like socially distanced, like blah, blah, blah. So I tried. And of course I get there. It's not, everyone's breathing all over each other. Half the people are inside. I was like, <laughs> uh-uh, nope. And then I was like, I'm not doing this again. And then I did do one other outdoor show, but it was when I was back home on the East coast and it was literally on a farm outside and everybody was like a hundred feet away from me. So I was like, that's fine. But other than that, I mean, I didn't do my first real show back was on my birthday in 2021. And I bawled my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) The prodigal daughter returns. I just was so happy. I was like the adrenaline. I mean, I don't know about you, but like the adrenaline was so crazy after I had like, oh my God, it was just like shot into my veins. Like, yeah, it's like you're, you know, you're hustling your heads down, you're burnt out almost. Like Mm -hmm. if you're doing this all the time. So that forced hiatus was like an epiphany it's like oh I really like doing this and then walking back on a stage you're like ah this is what it is like you lose that feeling when you're doing this all the time yeah yeah and I I I like sometimes I'm the type of person that sometimes needs like my my thing is I love being and I didn't really realize how much I loved being around people because I will get overwhelmed and I I feel like I'm an introvert introverted extrovert where like I need to, I need time to get away from people to like reset, charge my battery, not talk to anybody, not see anybody just for like a couple hours. And then I can come back out and I'm fine. Yeah. But like COVID was such, I I literally was just like, I I didn't realize how much I needed to be around people because I was so, I mean, the darkest of depressions, like it was bad. It's uh, what, what did you do? Like what, how did you, What'd you do to keep busy? Or did what you did just... I do? Well, I yeah. ate my face off and I, uh, oh my God. Cause it was like, nothing matters. I don't care. And I was just like, I, that's all I was doing. I was sitting and like rewatching stuff on, on TV and was like, that's all I did, you know, because I, my job was gone because I, I, all my road work was, was gone. Yeah. And at the time I was bartending and I was working, um, on the weekends at the same spot for seven years. And yeah. then that was done. So I like, it was so crazy because now I was just trapped in my house. 
couldn't go anywhere, do anything, had no form of income except whatever unemployment that they gave me. Right. And I was like, this is, I, I, it was like, I kept trying and I, I kept trying to like do some creative stuff. Like I did like a YouTube series for like a minute, but then when all the BLM stuff happened, I was like, nobody needs to hear from a white woman right now. <laughs> sit this one out. So like, we're going so live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't, no one needs that. No one needs my opinion right now. And so that's why you're going to be self-aware, but like, <laughs> I, uh, but other than that, it was like, it was so hard. And I, cause I fought, I don't know if you did this too, but I fought doing zoom shows for a while because I was like, I don't want that. Like, I was being yeah. a child about it. And I was like, yeah. I don't, it's not the real thing, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally did, a, did one or two. And I was like, fuck, like, this isn't, it's, it's just, it's like drinking LaCroix instead of soda. Like it's, yeah. you get, you get used to it. And then you are like, actually, I kind of like this. And I, even now, like I still do zoom shows and like zoom corporates and stuff because I'm right. like. I'm like, you mean I get to stay home and make more money than I did when I was out? Please, like, yes. So dumb. Yes. As a, before COVID, I think the perfect night is, hey, the show's canceled, but here's your check. Oh God, the dream. <laughs> the oh. dream. I got, <laughs> I got goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> did you host uh, any Zoom shows, or did you just do other people's? Or yeah, I did a lot of other people's. I tried to do Mermaid over Zoom um, a couple times, but. It, it just ended up being like kind of stressful to, to run it and stuff. So we did like two or three of them. And then it was just tough because my co, you know, obviously Jolene, she was still working cause she's always worked from home. So she was still working like full time and was also doing all of her like YouTube stuff. So we were, it was just too tough to kind of make it happen between like her schedule and mine and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm ha always happy to hop on other people's, but I was like, I have no, it, it's like so Cause you've, you've, you've been like, there are very well run zoom shows. And yes. then there are some that are just a fucking disaster. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. like, had somebody else doing the technical aspect of it. Cause I was like, I don't want to, I just want to come on and like host and, and right. You don't want to learn a new skill set for fuck, don't make me, I am already, I already had to teach myself a new job that I'm doing now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's just Oh God. I was like, well, I guess I'm a copywriter now. I don't know what I'm doing. I like literally just took like a, a Udemy class online and was like, help. And I like asked one of my friends who's a copywriter and she just started giving me like some clients that she didn't have time for. And right. she's like, you're going to be great. And I was like, huh. and, and so now I'm like, all right, this is what I do now. So it's nice to like copywriting. Yeah. Are you going to, yeah. Are you going to like switch into that instead of like going back to like this bar that you had this relationship with? Well, first or? of all, that bar is no longer. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Sorry I brought it up. Uh, Jesus you Christ. know, you know what? Fucking <laughs> spit on their grave because <laughs> I, I was so angry. Cause like they tried to come back. Like, so LA was locked up tight and it's hard right. to explain that to other people because like New York and LA literally, like you would have thought you would have thought that like, that it was Chernobyl where everyone was like, you can't go outside. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was very, very, very locked up tight. So finally COVID hits in March, 2020. And then that July, they finally were going to allow places to start doing outdoor dining. Now the place I worked had a very, very tiny patio. You could only have like maybe three or four tables on it. So they were like, okay. we're going to try to make it work and like, whatever. So they told us they could only bring a couple of us back. So they had, they, I was one of them because I'd been there the longest and they like pulled, they asked us to come in for a meeting to explain what they were going to do. And I showed up and, and they were explaining all these things that they're doing. And I said, 
Hey, I, I just got to know, like, what are you doing to keep us safe besides the customers? Because you didn't care about us during normal times. So like, I just, and then they never called me again. Oh (laughs) no. Yep. Oh, you asking and questions? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, woman with opinions? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that just will not do. That will nope. not do. That's terrible. You know what, though? I'm so glad because in my head, I was like, I don't want to, like, I wanted to be around people and, like, do stuff again. But I was like, I at what cost? You know right. what I mean? Because And I'm like, I don't want to, because at the time, it was like the servers were wearing two masks the face yeah. shield, oh like goodness. all of it. Yeah. And I was like, to, to deal with people that do not give a shit right. about anybody. Like I have friends that did work during it and it was just, people were treated so poorly. They still are. And it's like- terrible, yeah. Oh. I, I bartended during it. It was, uh, you know, I bar- it was, we did contact tracing, which mm-hmm. just meant we took your, you walk in, we just ask that you have a mask on and can I have your first name and phone number? I'm not giving you any of that shit. You don't know steal my information. It's fake. Just like, all right, yeah. cool. See yourself out. It's insane how like shittily the service industry was treated. It's like we didn't make the rules. We didn't uh, create this virus. We're trying to serve you goddamn nachos. And they treated like they, they. It's like they do. They have no concept of like what's going on. Like my yeah. friend Kate was working in some place, and I think it was in Beverly Hills. So surprise, surprise, entitlement. Um, it was like <laughs> in the middle of the summer and people were like, this couple came up and we're like, oh, can we sit inside? And she's like, no, like the indoor is closed. Like it's a, like, it's literally a mandate. Like there is, they're yeah. not, it's not, it's illegal. Like you have to sit outside. And they were like, but it's hot. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, then stay home in your air conditioning. Like, what do you yeah. do? Like, what do you, what makes, right. what makes you think that you're the exception to the rule? Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's bananas. It lets you know who is that. Do you talk about this in your comedy at all? Or is... I, I, I talked about like kind of a little bit of it in the beginning, but I'm trying to steer aware away from the COVID stuff. Cause I know everyone's kind of like over it. Like I have yeah. a little bit that I'll touch on now. That's, that's more like updated, but, um, yeah, I, I did put a, like a, a chunk of COVID stuff on the album. And I like, I tell people how funny it is that I was like worried about putting it on the <laughs> album. Cause I was like, but what if it's, what if it seems outdated? And then I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was going to be an evergreen. Uh, oh, yeah. This, oh. Is, this is with us forever. Yep. Our grandchildren. Grandchildren. I it's, I was thinking about uh, how we met. And I, do you remember? What, when you had to pick me up from the airport, right? I thought we met before that. Did I thought we? I thought you and Jolene came to do a basement show here in Indianapolis. Is when that what? Tour. I thought we knew you already, though, when we did oh, that. Did you? Maybe. I think if I remember, I, I could be wrong, but I, I, if I remember correctly, I think you met me first for when you, I was, um, I, I was either, I think it was for Limestone. Flying in a Limestone. You, oh, yeah. I definitely, took, I want to yeah. talk about this story because oh, it's, it know, lives yeah, in yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Oh, it's so good. Everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> It was picking up uh, you and another comic who mm-hmm. we won't name. Uh, <laughs> who, right? who, by the way, lovely human being. Wonderful. I, is she, is yeah. she still doing comedy or no? I think so. Okay. Um, but I'm not she sure. She's so funny. And like, yeah. but we're not, it's an Wonderful. embarrassing story, which is it why is. we're not going to say her name. <laughs> but uh, oh my God, it was so, I, I've told this story to people and they're like, that's, 
the it's, grossest it's, thing I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, the foreshadowing and teasing. People are like, what the oh fuck are God. they talking about? Okay, so let's, yeah, all right, let's get into it. So we take you up. I'll start it and then I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> we take you and this other comic up, uh, Peter Hines and I, and we're to get to Bloomington from the Indianapolis airport. We're driving through uh, the back roads, the country. Yeah. Which is like, it's like an hour and a half drive for, yeah. for context for people. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long, long drive tour of rural Indiana. Uh, you get a little hungry, you know? Uh, there's not much that Southern Indiana is known for, but I will tell you their fast food selection is supreme. It's literally anything you want. Oh, they uh, don't call it fast food there. They just call it food. <laughs> food. <laughs> they call it supper. Yeah. <laughs> Which place are we going to for supper tonight? Oh. Uh, so we decide to stop at uh, everyone's favorite, Dairy Queen. The That's grill right, and chill. baby. Hot Eats Cool Treats. <laughs> <laughs> the grill and chill itself. Uh, I'll let you want to take it from here. Okay. So we stop at Dairy Queen. I am over the moon at this because I grew up with the Dairy Queen literally walking distance to my house when I was a kid. And we used to go all the time. And they're not like, they're really not out in California. Like you'll see them. Like there's one in the, in the Burbank mall randomly, but like, it's always the ones that just serve ice cream too. Like it's never the ones that have like, it's not the, food. not the full yeah. grill and chill, just not the, the chill. full, just the chill, no grill. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God, I get to get a cherry dip cone. Ah! And I'm yeah. like losing my mind. So I get like French fries and a cherry dip cone. And our good friend, uh, lady comic who's with us, uh, also gets uh, the same thing, fries and, uh, and, a, and an ice cream. So hop in the car, you know, shit's golden. We're, we're cruising along, having a good time. And all of a sudden, she, uh, <laughs> she grabs the back of, I think, your chair or Pete's yeah. chair and was like, you guys have to, oh, no. You guys, I don't feel good. And then we're like, do you? And as we're saying, do you need us to pull over? It's oh, already too it's, late. It's happening. <laughs> she just barfs everywhere. It's like, crazy. It was, I mean, the amount of, of vomit out of such a tiny person. That's it. And the, the best part, the best part was that she was trying to keep it a secret, which was. <laughs> not gonna happen and she was wearing she was wearing overalls and yeah. she opened up the <laughs> top pocket of her overalls and barfed into her overalls <laughs> it was so disgusting oh it was definitely not chill she was like <laughs> she was like scooping it out so like oh, I was, it, oh, oh, yeah. it was so nasty it was terrifying it's, I don't think, I don't think I can go to Terry Queen without thinking of the story. That's all I think of every time I go. It's and, like my childhood memories are done now. Like they've yeah. been replaced. <laughs> and Peter, who's driving, is so goddamn nice that he's like he never loses a smile off of his face. Because <laughs> his it was, hands was are it your car, two. his his car, or your car. It was his car. Because I think it was a new car, too. I think he had the car in like a week or something. It was. <laughs> it was like, just, oh, God. Just like in Griswold style, just falling <laughs> apart around him. And he's just with a smile. <laughs> oh, it's oh. okay. It's fine. It was like, oh, I felt so bad for her I, was like, uh, I felt bad listen. for me because i had to sit next to her in the back seat <laughs> and i like i 
I want you to know to the self-control that it took for me to not vomit because oh, I have this thing smell. where I'll gag if I see somebody else vomit and I can smell it. Yeah. It's like super, it triggers me and I'll, I'll puke. Like it, yeah. it happens. They used to try to get me to clean up puke at the bar. And I'm like, do you want more puke? Cause I will add to it. <laughs> and so like when that was happening, I was like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Please don't, please don't. <laughs> 90 minutes I've turned into a seven hour drive. It's like, like that. Oh. It would have been like that scene. And, um, I don't know if you've, you have not watched this cause you're not, you're better than this. If anybody else is watching, uh, and just like that, it's like that scene between Carrie and the hot teacher dude, when they just both, one of them starts vomiting and then the other one just immediately starts vomiting. Oh. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that would have been us. That would have been, yeah, been, oh. been a fantastic way to start. Then she had to do uh, set at like the early show, 4 p.m. And she rallied. She did. She I couldn't believe that I she know. Was, I was like, how are you here? Like that's insane. It was in her hair. It was like it was so <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh. It's everywhere. I have you ever had like that performer courage kick in when you're not feeling well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It actually like, kind of happened to me this week because. Not that I wasn't feeling well, but like, um, full disclosure, my mom had to have surgery, uh, last Wednesday and during the surgery, because I, I don't know who to like, we are trying to point fingers here because the doctor told her that she could take her heart medicine, but then the anesthesiologist told her that they, cause that she couldn't. Oh and my so God. she ended up having a heart attack during the Oh surgery. my God. Yeah. She's okay. Jesus. Okay. But it was like fucking wow. terrifying. And like, we didn't, we weren't hearing from the doctors and like all the shit. So, and I'm in Texas trying to do shows and literally like most of my material is about my family and a lot right. of it is about my mom. And so to have to like put oh. on a happy face and like talk about her as in the back of my head, I'm like, is she going to live? Right. It was like, the first, at least the Fuck. first like night or two of the show, it was really rough, but then she, she, we found out she was okay. And I, and it was so funny because it was, I'm from Boston and like, literally it, that was the day that it, it leaked that Tom Brady was announcing his retirement. Okay. And I was like, my mother cannot handle this right now. I was like, she has been through enough. She cannot handle. Tom Come Brady on, Tom, retiring. don't do this. Don't Can't do, do this. it. Tom. They moved oh. from Boston to Florida, and I'm 99% sure it's because they were following Tom Brady. That's like, <laughs> well, oh. Tom's going, we're going. Yep. Oh my God, I'm so glad she's okay. That is horrifying. Mm. It was really scary. I'm not, I'm flying out in like two or three days to go see her and to like try to help out and stuff because yeah, okay. it was really scary. It's not, my parents are party animals. It's not like they're the pinnacles of health anyway. And right. you know, my, my mom's out of the hospital an hour and she's already smoking a joint. I'm like, what the fuck are you oh, doing? I love this. I love I this. I got to meet your mother. She everyone the, says that she'll drink you under the table. Like, yeah, I, I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I've My mom just recently had a triple bypass. So I Jesus, feel you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, luckily, uh, everything went great and she's, she's in therapy now. So in so weird therapy. that we became comedians. Isn't it? I know. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. My oh. mom went for my, I didn't drink until I was 21 and for my 21st. Yeah. Birthday. I was around there too. Like, like, like right before that. Yeah. 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 Were you uh, also terrified of becoming an alcoholic? No. Uh, I think I'm more terrified of that now than I was when I was <laughs> 21. <laughs> uh, yeah, she made this party punch 
that like blacked out all my friends like these hilarious professional young livers just blacked them out and she's just sitting in her rocking chair just laughing having That's another so one funny it's like man you guys are built different from a different yeah. generation. <laughs> is it like i've never it's like these boomers think that they're never gonna die like it's, i know it's out of control like my like my mom flew out to visit me for my 30th and she got one of my friends so high that by 9 p.m. she was like, I have to go home. Cause she like couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ugh. like my it's like wild watching the way that my parents function. And I'm like, do you guys just think you're gonna live forever? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, not only did she smoke a joint an hour after getting into the hospital, the doctor specifically told her, do not eat meat for like a little bit. She oh goes home God. and my dad cooks her up a steak, a fucking filet. Oh and my God. I'm like, God. bitch, what are you doing? And These she's like, well, we already had it. It was already in the fridge. And I was like, then throw it away. <laughs> like, oh. We already had it. Oh, it was on sale. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, explain like, that to the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You never see that price for meat, all right? It's, <laughs> pass it up, I don't care. Let it kill me. <laughs> oh my God. How, uh, so you recorded Beach Trash. Is this new chunk where you're talking about your family, new stuff, or have you made it to that point yet? Um, there's, uh, I'm trying to think of what's on there. There's a lot of family stuff that's on there yeah. on the album, which is some of the stuff I was doing when I was on the road, because it's, uh, it's so weird when an album comes out because it's like, you don't know how much of it people have heard. And like, and in my brain, I'm like, okay, you have to like build a new hour. You need to retire this. But I guess an album is kind of different than a special because as much as we want to believe that everyone hears our album, like, of mm -hmm. course there's, oh, it's not like you have a Netflix special or a comedy central set or something like that. So I'm trying to pick apart like the COVID stuff I've retired that's on there. Right. I haven't been doing any of that. There's certain other stuff on the album that I've retired that's family-based, but there's still some of it that's, that's, I kind of need because it gets me into some of the newer stuff. Like I right. kind of have to set it up, you know? Yeah. When did you uh, start taking dates again during like shut like lockdown to getting back on stage? So I worked at a vac site for six months. I okay. start, I started in January of 2021. So I was like, I got the vaccine. I think like my first dose, I got like January 11th or something. Oh, wow. So I got yeah. it really early. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> this is like, this is the dirt bag, like shark in me <laughs> is that I was like, Oh, I'm going to get vaccinated before all these other fuckers. I'm going to start hitting up. The, I'm going to start setting my avails now so I can get in there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. I love it oh so much. Oh my God. I want to oh, like, oh God, I what love an opportunist. So but I did. I, I did. I did do that. So uh, once I was fully vaccinated, I, I started like going back out on the road. I think my yeah. first, my first like real road dates, I think were when I actually went to Alaska, which is like, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I, I went to Alaska because I wanted to get as far away from my apartment as possible. <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. But when did yeah. you decide that you were going to do the album? Um, I had decided during COVID because it had put things into perspective where I was like, okay, what's in my control? What can I like look forward to doing? Um, what can I start to plan now? And so I hit up Jared and I asked him if I could do it at the attic yep. and, um, Comedy those, Attic in Bloomington yeah. for yep. those listening. Yes. For those, for those listening. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, and he's like, yeah, of course. And so originally I was supposed to do it my birthday weekend of 2021. And, uh, but then, you know, it took 
so long and, and LA was still shut down. We, I mean, we, we haven't even had like live performances and stuff back for that long. It's only been since like really the summer that we yeah. had like stuff back. And so I was like, Hey, I, I hate, it was in January that it was two months before I was supposed to, to come out. You remember, cause you were sending me photos of like the, they had started to put up the posters. And right. Like, Fuck. And I was like, Jared, I'm so sorry, but I need to reschedule this because I haven't been on stage in a year. I can't record an album right. like in two months. Like there's, I'm not, I don't have any stage time. Like I, there, I can't get up anywhere. So, right. um, so yeah, so I pushed it. And, uh, and then decided to do it at the end of the summer. And that's, that's what I was like, I'm going to hit up all these places before anybody gets to them and just built that tour to like work out the album. Yeah. Did you, so you recorded over a series of four or five shows. And... Yeah, I did, uh, four shows in two nights, two Friday, okay. two Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. How was it in Bloomington? It was good. Um, they, the club wasn't at full capacity yet. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't super full, so, but the, the people, the two early shows were terrible because it was just like, I shouldn't say they were terrible. The, the crowds were, have, they were very old. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. They were very, yeah. very old. And like, they had like, after the show, they would be like, we had such a great time. Oh. But they like, you know, when they're just yeah. quiet, when you're like, yep. I need, we have a social contract where I tell a yuck yuck and, and you, you let yuck, a sound yuck, yuck. and you let a sound out of your face hole. This is yeah. how it works. And I think because people are, A, are too freaked out and we're like, but if I open my mouth, I could get COVID. Right. <laughs> and then it I is... also, yeah. And I, and I think too, people were just used to being at home and like forgot what, that you're not in front of a TV anymore. You right. Know? Right. You get that. And then the people have masks on in the audience. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Part. I think they had yeah. to at that point. I think, I think Jared was still enforcing it. Yeah. And, um, so like the two early shows were, they were fine, you know, they were fine, but the two late shows were great and, yeah. um, really fun. There's my favorite, my favorite one was the Friday, Friday late show there, right. Friday, Friday late show. I can't remember. Maybe it was Saturday. Um, but it was so funny. Cause there was like these, there was this like group, I kept calling them frat guys because they were definitely in college. They were young. Yeah. And they just like this one guy had this like obnoxious laugh and they kept yelling stuff out. And I, and in yeah. my head, I'm like, this is an album. I could kill you. But, yeah. this, but like, luckily the things that they were yelling out, I like, I reacted really well and were really funny. Right. So they ended up making it on the album. But I think, yeah, I was like, oh God, I was going to bring that up. You mentioned, uh, I think your setup is, are people, has anyone had to move recently or something like that? Yes. Someone yes. yells something out gets a huge reaction and it works really well. Yeah. Cause somebody, yeah. somebody like, I forget even what he said. Cause I don't think he's super audible and on it, or I think you can hear, but you can't make out what he says. Yeah. And then I was like, and I was like, Oh yeah. One of the frack dudes is like, well, I had to move out of my dorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was such an inconvenience. Oh yeah. Right. I was like, Oh no. Did you have to make, oh, did you have to make two twips? Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> You think is you go to a very liberal college towns because you know you trust the club to do everything that's right. Uh, then you get um, probably a not capacity audience. So you're yeah. really making the best of this. It's like threading the needle between mm -hmm. trying to be safe and have as good of a recording as possible. Yep. Yeah. And like you know, Jared. I mean, I love Jared, and I love that club, and <clears throat> and the and the. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I feel terrible, but the guy that ran the sound, yeah. uh, was such a sweetie and he's done it there for a lot of people. 
So it, it was, uh, it was really great, but you know, it's like when you're in it, it's so hard not to like beat yourself up because you have that fraud complex that's in your head right. and you're like, well, there aren't as many people here as normal. Is it going to sound okay? Like, am I doing a good job? Like, I don't, I don't even know if this is funny. Cause like I've been running material for so long that I was like, I'm so separated from this that I don't even know if it's funny anymore. You know right. what I mean? Like people yeah. would be like, even when the album was coming out, they were like, you must be so excited. I'm like, I have zero feelings about it. <laughs> I've listened to it so many times that yeah. I just, I can't, I am numb, you know? Yeah. I just want to see that number one. And then we can put this damn baby to bed. I want offers, baby. I want, I want offers. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you, how did you feel like emotionally? promoting the album because you have to stay on top of it was it yeah I felt gross did you yes <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so like it's so soul-sucking I I felt I felt like the the same way that I feel about trying to sell merch after a show where I'm just yeah. like I don't know if you want it <laughs> like it just feels so like yeah. I don't, it just it's like so transactional you know right where, especially because like I've noticed too, if you're not constantly, when you're on social media, if you're not, if you're not delivering content to the people, right. they get like, and where they're like, oh, another promo or like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and it's like, yeah, motherfucker. I don't, I don't work for free constantly. <laughs> right. like, I need, exactly. Like I need to make money. And like, but people have been really supportive about the album. Like I've been able to do like some really fun podcasts and stuff and there's been cool press and like, yeah, yeah that's neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's like a, it's like a movement for it. So like live shows just came back in LA. Did your mermaid comedy hour come back? back. Is it back? back. When when was the first show? When was the first show? Um, I think in, I want to say probably, I think September was the first. Okay. Yeah. So we've had a couple months of it. Nice. Can you explain what it is to people that don't know Sure can. Uh, So I run an all-female, female-identifying, non-binary show that is called Mermaid Comedy Hour. It's at the Hollywood Improv. I run it with my good friend, Jolene Lunzer, who is a delight, and you should follow her as well. Um, And so we started running the show. The show's been, well, it was funny because normally our anniversary shows in November. And so when we had the, the November rolled around and I literally, the posters went five or six, cause it's like, <laughs> we don't know how to call it because of COVID right. fucking everything up. So, but we, yeah, so technically we've been doing the show for six years. Um, because I started it when I, not too long after I had started doing comedy. So I think I was in about, I think I was about a year in when I started doing um, mermaid because I was yeah. just, I was so fed up with people, not with people, not booking as many women. And there was a lot of, there was a, at the time there was a festival in Texas that was getting a lot of flack for only booking like two women on this festival out of like 45 spots. Right. And so, um, so yeah, so I just, I, I started doing it and then Jolene kind of gave me a lot of pointers on how to host and run a show because she had been doing it for so long. And then I ran it solo for like two years and then she was, she was bummed because she felt like she wasn't getting enough spots. And I was like, we should have been doing this together all along anyway. Like come, right. come doing, come do it with, with me. And it's so much more fun now that it's the two of us. We have such a good time. Oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah. you said, I think it's the longest running all female show. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's yeah. probably, I mean, it's so, it's annoying because 
you know, there are definitely equity problems and I hate asking this question, but I do ask all my uh, female guests, what do you Ooh, think? Can't wait. <laughs> what do you think can be done to create more equity in lineups and spots in general? It's funny because I got, I, I called out some of the clubs over the summer and uh, mm -hmm. what a goddamn nightmare that was, but <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it's like it's so funny. Like when you have the best of intentions, and then everything kind of just goes haywire. Yeah. But like, you know, because one of them had responded and was like, "Well, what can we do, like, to make women feel more comfortable?" Blah blah blah. Like, let's have a round table, like all this stuff. And I was like, "Or you could just book women." Yeah, <laughs> like, you, just you know, like it's not, like thing. it's funny how like they'll it, it's, a lot of places act like it's like it's so much more complicated than it is. And right. I, and my thing is that I've been telling male comics, like, this isn't just up to us to fix this as right. female comics, because you, y'all kind of started the problem. Like you need to help us fix it. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're on a, if you're a dude and you're on a lineup and there's no women or there's only one woman got to say something. Cause the thing is, is like, we do, we always try to say something, but then we're deemed problematic and like all this. So like, we just have to help each other. And right. I get it. Like, you know sometimes there's, there's a, a decent amount of women on a lineup, but then somebody bails or whatever. And then it, it makes things look off balance and that's going to happen. Nothing's ever going to be completely equal 50, 50, whatever, but it's like, you just need to make sure that you're putting in the effort. And like, if you don't know women that are, that are funny, like if you only know a couple ask there's so, and that's the other thing I did was I literally put together a spreadsheet because I had been running the show for so long that I was like, Oh, if you need women, let me help you. I wrote down 200 names in LA, just off, off the dome without yeah. even like looking stuff up. And then I opened it up to other people. I posted it and was like, Hey, if you're a female comic or, or non-binary or whatever, or female or identifying, fill this out. It has everything here. I'll, I'll have it open. I can just send it around to any bookers that want it. And a lot of people, a lot of bookers hit me up for it. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody you're not ready to put yourself on this list. Cause I'm not going to be another gatekeeper. You know, right. I was like, the bookers can do the very bare minimum and watch the links that are here, but everything's in one place, like email, right. you know, social media, blah, website, blah, blah, blah. So like that helped, I think a lot. And yeah, it just, you know, your, your lineup should, should look, should be representative of, of where you are. Right. You know, like, especially in a city like Los Angeles, like it's not just about not booking enough women. There needs to be enough people of color too. And like, and LGBTQ and all this stuff, like the, the city is filled with different stories and cultural backgrounds. And like that, your lineup should be representative of that. Right. In LA, like if, if it's not, yeah, if, if it's not diverse, it feels intentional. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, are you passing over people specifically or like what the hell? It's going like, on? this isn't fucking chalk. Uncle Hut in Bonton, Louisiana. Like this is right. like, you know what I mean? This is, did I just reference a city that is probably made up from true blood? Yes, I did. Um, but like- I but mean, like, they had some black people in, uh, in true blood. That's fair. Uh, but like, but that's what I mean. Is it like, you you know, it's just, it's even even now I see it. I'm just like, like, and, and, and same thing. If you have equal men and women, but everyone's white, yeah. Also wrong. <laughs> like, you know, and the, sh and the show's going to be bad, but it's going to yes! be, it's going to be one notey. It's so boring. Like it's so boring yeah. for the audience. And I don't, I think that, you know, people just un underestimate that, that like, it's so much more fun when you have different perspectives on the show. Like, right. it's, 
you know, instead of just listening to people that are all kind of from similar backgrounds, talk about the same thing all in a row, like you've got to break it up. Let's go. Women yeah. Perk up women. Per- like I, I watch it happen when yeah. women finally, when a woman comes on stage, finally, every all the women are like, Oh God, like, like, oh. They'll, like, <laughs> thank, God. <laughs> thank God. And to listen finally. to you talk about his dick and again for like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, and even like, I've finally started talking about being bisexual on, uh, in, on shows and stuff. And yeah. even that you heard it here first, everyone heard it here first. <laughs> I'm outing myself on this podcast, but like, I've had so many women come up to me after the show and be like, I'm bi. And I've, I never hear people talking about it. And mm-hmm. I, I like, like, thank you because like, it, it was so validating to hear. And like, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. People just have to have to put in more work. That's all. I love that. I love that. If we can do it here in Indiana. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah if jared at the comedy attic can do we it can, in the middle of indiana i think right. you know can, like he's he's great about booking women and he's also great about not booking problematic people where right. like when we had like i love him so much we had a like an hour-long talk over the phone about like because when i was trying to still solidify that the new dates after i'd canceled march mm-hmm. he was like waiting on some people to get back because there was like a bunch of big names He's like, I have to schedule them first. And I was like, oh, fine, Chelsea Handler, pick your date first. (laughs) But like, um, so I was waiting for him to kind of give me my dates. And he was telling me, because he's like telling me all these people that were hitting him up for a weekend. And I I won't name names because I don't want to cause any drama. But like, there are certain people that would hit him up. And he's like, what makes so-and-so think that I would ever book them at this club? like on what planet he's like i don't give a shit how i don't care if you sell out madison square garden for exactly you are not playing at my club and i was like god i love you so much and that's why you know the club is great because mm -hmm. the audience in the city trust him to do the right thing even if you don't know who the comic is you you trust that the show is going to be good yep and it's that's so important uh, I want to talk to you about this other story. It's not really a story. It's just no, I was like, oh, a right. funny. As I remember you did the basement show yeah. in Indianapolis uh, at Megan's place, my mm-hmm. now wife. My- Hi, <laughs> Megan, we love you. <laughs> we love you so much. Um, and so that show doesn't exist anymore. But over quarantine, we got the basement finished. I'm not even sure. If you remember oh, cool. how the basement looked. Vaguely. But, I remembered it looking kind of similar to my parents' basement where it's like wooden stairs and you're like kind of like holding on for dear life to come downstairs. Yeah, it's, like, it was yeah. definitely a fantastic basement show. And then we finished it over quarantine. I'm going to give you a little tour here. I was going to say, is that where you are now or no? Yeah, I'm in the basement. What's the basement? That's the what? basement. Yep. Oh, man. It looks we great. The, doesn't it? Oh, we put in a bathroom, an actual bathroom. I'm sorry. Oh, we so got... I think what you're telling me is that I have a great place to stay when I come to you. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Oh man, I stayed. Fantastic. I stayed with Pete last time. Oh yeah, yeah. How I, I how forget. I you know I love. Listen, I love Pete, and oh, he Griswold. was so good. He was so. <laughs> he was so good to me and kind about letting me crash and like you know offering to bring me to the airport and all that stuff. But like, you forget what it's like when you stay at like, I, he was, he just started seeing somebody, but like when you're essentially at like a bachelor pad, cause when yeah. you were there, I, like it was ve- like, I remember I went when you guys were living together and it was right. very clean. Yeah. So that's kind of what I expected. And then I was like, I got there and I was like, ah, oh. Dwight was the clean one. <laughs> like, and then I went and I was like, oh, oh no. You know? And like, and I, and I, I'll, I'm going to out him on, I don't give a shit. I'm going to out him on the <laughs> 
The, now my, do you have the a thing, new place the thing that, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was the most horrifying thing that I saw was like when I walked in, because he had told, he had like washed his sheets and then like asked his roommate to like put them on the bed for me. And I came and it was like, just like in a pile. And I was like, fine, I'll take care of it. But as I'm like making the bed and I go, and I, I happened to look at the nightstand and literally on the nightstand was like a big jar of like, either Vaseline or lotion or something next oh my to God. Like a big thing of tissues and whatever. Oh and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, no. That is horrifying. It was, and it was very oh. funny, but it made me laugh very hard. So, you know. That's hilarious. Sorry, That's Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you can expect to hear from his lawyers very soon. I know, I can't wait. But like, but he was, he was so great letting me crash there and like, you know, drove me around and stuff. So like, yeah. Huge, huge thanks to Pete. Hell yeah. Life on the road. On are the you road. still, are you still playing pinball? How did you, how did you scratch oh, yeah. that itch when you were locked in your house? Uh, well, so here's the thing. So the place that we would normally go to, it's called Ace Gogi and it's an all you can eat Korean barbecue spot in Van Nuys in the Valley. And, um, basically there there's like the, all, the, the restaurant, but then they have a back room that has a little bar and they have a pinball league that's out of that room that they have 20 tournament level tables that are like so meticulously kept up and like, yeah. it's awesome. So that's where we would play. But then obviously COVID hits, we can't do that. They have a second location out in West Hills, which is far. It's probably like half hour, 45 minutes from where I am, but they have, because they're like out in a more like um, suburban area, they had more space. So they turned their parking lot into like outdoor dining stuff. And then they, they got AstroTurf and put it down with like a tent, like, like I shouldn't say a tent cause it wasn't enclosed, but like just a canopy thing. Yeah. And every, every night they would roll out like five pinball tables oh out my there God. for people to play. It is truly the thing that kept me sane. Oh, it that's wasn't, incredible. It wasn't the whole time, but it was like, once they started letting people do outdoor dining, they did that. And we right. were like, we lost our minds because it was like, it's just so, like, finally some semblance of normal. Right. I love that. It was great. So that's, that's incredible. I love that. That's a much better story than the story of the bar that you worked at for seven years. I know. <laughs> I was thing, like, look, they're trying to do people. the right thing. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was so awesome. I was so happy. Like I just getting to play again was, was so rad. And then yeah. the, when things started to come back and their league started up, cause I've been, my boyfriend and I have been wanting to do the league for a while. And, um, but there's like a crazy wait list of like years. And I think because of COVID, a lot of people were kind of a little freaked out about coming back. So we were like, eh, we're young and vaccinated, we'll yeah. do it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we did it. And I, I'm so sad because because of the Omicron um, variant, they had to push some of the dates. So I had like made sure that I was available for the dates that were set in place. But then now that they had to push the last week and the finals, yeah. now I'm gone. And I'm oh. like, I'm so sad. That oh I no, I know, devastating. I'm I'm missing the finals because I have to go help my mom. <laughs> uh, mom, put down the steak. Yeah, put down the steak, bitch. I'm missing the finals for you. <laughs> Eat some goddamn broccoli. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right. So I'm trash at pinball. I need like, I need, give me like two or three pointers so I don't embarrass myself the next time. Okay. First of all, a thing that I like to do whenever I walk up to a table, especially if it's a table I've never played, I kind of like to take like kind of an assessment of what it looks like. Yeah. I like to see like, okay, like, 
obviously there's the two flippers at the bottom, but then sometimes depending on the table, there's flippers in other places. So you want to kind of see where they are. See, like there's always like a little piece of paper that's in the machine on the top that will kind of give you some details about the game. Sometimes it'll tell you what the skill shot is or the super skill shot or like kind yeah. of some of the objectives okay. of the game. Um, like avatar, other... you got to get to know your, yeah, Kinda. you got to connect with the, you got to connect with the table. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that I, a lot of people, and I did this too, when I started a lot of people, when they play, when they start, they hit both flippers at the same time. Yeah. You don't want to do that because then you're kind of opening it up and you'll tend to lose the ball a lot easier. Yeah. And there's little things that, that you can find, like when you figure out what the skill shot is, um, like for example, there's a new Halloween table. That's really cool. And, um, like off the, the Michael Myers movie Ooh, and it's, it's very neat. And so one of the skill shots is you have to get it to hit like the certain part of a hedge, but the way that the ball drops down is that it hits the left flipper when you need it to be on the right side, to be able to make the shot. So you're like, well, how am I supposed to get that? Well, when the ball comes down, if you leave the top flipper up as it hits the flipper, just the way that it's set up in physics and gravity and shit, it'll bounce off that flipper and over to the flipper that you need it to go to. This so is it's like, like math. It's like it's, high math. Yeah. I'm already it's like, out. It, it, <laughs> it's like weird little shit like that, that you can yeah. kind of like figure out. Yeah. And um, the one thing that I'm, that I am not good at because I, I jokingly say it's because I'm a woman, because I'm just like, it's like the emails were like, no worries if not. But like one yeah. of the things that I'm bad at is there's a thing called tilting and tilting yeah. is when you shake the table and um, because you're trying to either get like, save it from going down the middle or like, you know, move it to wherever you need it to go. But um, you can bump it a little bit and get away with it. But if you hit it too hard, you get what's called a tilt warning. Yeah. And you're only allowed uh, three of those before it ends the game. And oh. it's like, it's like, fuck you. We're, <laughs> we're done here. Oh, and a lot of people don't know that pinball is also multiplayer. You can go up to four players yeah. on, on them and they don't realize that. So if you put in, just put in enough money for as many players and then just hit the start button as many times as you need until they all, all the, you'll see the players on the screen show up, at least for the newer tables. Right. The, um, the older ones are multiplayer too. It's just not as obvious that it is. Yeah. I usually play with people if I'm going to play like yeah. on the multiplayer setting and get my ass kicked. So I'm going to take <laughs> these, new, I'm going to take these new skills. I'm going to become one with the table. <laughs> well, I'm going to need the tilt warning. There you go. The, the first, <laughs> the first meet we had for the league, I ate a bag of dicks because <laughs> playing in that type of setting is so different. Like I'm used to going, there's like really no one around. You're kind of just like hanging out, having fun and like on your own time. Right. But when you do it, the way that the league is set up, there's like four people to a group and you're all like in kind of, they assign you divisions. So there's like a through D division. And obviously the A players were like the best players and D is like, just like, I don't want to say the worst because I am in the D division because I start, that's when you kind of start there when you start the league. Right. And so I was in that. And so you're all, you're matched up with people that are around your skill level. And so it's, there's 60 people in this league. And so you have 60 people in this tiny room yeah. and it's like all the tables are going. So it's loud and like right. talking and every table with all their like, you know, ding, 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 and like all this stuff. So it's like, it's stressful because you're not used to, to playing like that and like having people watch you and like all that. Like it, it, yeah. It, it's like it, the first week I was like, I don't even like this. I don't know if I want to do this. And, and you kind of have to just, 
acclimate to it and then also like find whatever works for you. Like my boyfriend will have his earbuds in and he'll listen to music to kind of drown out everything else. Right. So like, but for me, it, it's like, I need, I also realized like, okay, you can have one beer, but any more than that, you are going to be a <laughs> sloppy asshole. So yeah, yeah. You're going to be tilted. You're going to be tilted. <laughs> you personally you. are going to be tilted. <laughs> Valerie, I appreciate you so much for doing this. Where can people find you outside of dominating Halloween trick shot? <laughs> uh, you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter at Valerie underscore Tossie. I'm on TikTok. I have, I just, please don't, I just don't want too old. And then yet I know, <laughs> I know I have to, I, I keep needing to. So if you want to follow me on there, I will eventually get to it. I think I put like two videos up and then one of them immediately got flagged and I was like, fuck this app. <laughs> I'm so mad. So uh, yeah, so you can find me there Buy my album. It's pretty much everywhere. It's on iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, which fuck them, uh, Bandcamp, uh, it's everywhere. So, yep, uh, just, you know, go listen to it, buy it, and find me. What a hilarious, delightful person. I love her so much. Go listen to Beach Trash. You can find it wherever uh, you listen to music. It's an amazing album. So go get some laughs in your life. Uh, you can support this podcast at patreon.com slash Dwight Simmons. Become a monthly subscriber and help a brother out. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Go Cincinnati, right? Unless you're in LA. Unless you th- then go the Rams. I don't give a damn. Flip a coin. The Colt ain't in it. Uh, I'm going to have some beers and enjoy a football game, but... Good luck to your respective teams, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to Blowing Up.